for today's podcast, Hatzafet, which means watchman. See, Rabbi Guy did the English and I did the Hebrew. Hatzafet, the watchman. There was a movie called The Watchman. What are you watching? Who's watching you? And why watch at all? Why watch? Because somebody's got to keep watch. Somebody, you have surveillance cameras, you have ring, you have drones. You have all kinds of people keeping watch. Security guards, bodyguards. Somebody's got to keep watch so somebody else can sleep, so somebody else can eat. Somebody's got to keep guard. You've got the lighthouse. You've got the tsunami alarms. You've got all kinds of bells and whistles and horns and gongs on mountain cliffs to warn of an impeding imminent danger. And why? Because you don't want to be caught off guard. You want to guard so that you're not caught off guard. So we don't want to be caught off guard. And what happens if the guard doesn't keep watch? That happened last night and it was called Rooster Cogboard. Gotta see that movie. With John Wayne and Catherine Hepburn. And one of the Indian scouts with the family was told to keep watch because of these little rag muffin bandits that were tracking them down, hunting them down to get the nitro, to exchange it for gold, which they stole from an army. And the young scout did what? What happened? He fell asleep. And then all hell broke loose after that because he didn't keep watch. And Jesus said that when he went to pray before going to the cross of Calvary in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, listen, boys, I'm going to go up in the corner over here and talk to my father for a bit because something big's about to go down. I really need some spiritual encouragement from my heavenly father. I want you guys to keep watch. And they didn't. They all fell asleep. Have you fallen asleep not keeping watch? Is that why somebody broke in the house? Maybe that's why they stole your girlfriend. You didn't keep watch. Got to guard her. <laughs> that's so sad. You got to guard her. Because she might be stolen. No, she may just go off on her own. What about the dog? Got to keep a fence up, a gate up, electrify the fence. You got to keep watch. What about a prisoner? Got to keep watch. You got to warn. And when they escape, they might come into your community and do something to you. And Ezekiel talks about the watch, the watchman. What are you guarding? Are you guarding your finances? Are you watching to see if you were hacked today? They have all kinds of services that you can buy, procure in order to see and notify you immediately if there's any unusual activity. Well, don't worry. We have an algorithm that will keep watch on something that seems out of the normality of the function of your routine. Guarding yourself against hackers, attackers, slackers, all of the above. Because you are in fear of losing your life or your something. You got a nanny to watch your child. You got somebody to watch your business. My dad owned a restaurant and bar. He was in that restaurant and bar almost 24-7. It was hard to trust his employees when they were dealing with cash all the time. You see, when the shepherd's away, the wolf will play. 
And even the managers don't care to risk their life for the sheep that they're guarding because they're not the owner of the sheep. Most don't care what happens to you, even those that are set to monitor you because they don't own the sheep. They really have no skin. They're just the hireling, the hireling. Hired to watch but don't really care to watch because they don't own the company and they have no investment in you. Nothing to lose, really, nothing to gain. Worst of all, it's not their name on the door. If anything goes wrong, it's the owner's name. That's why God guards his name. While you bastardize it and try to misuse it, God guards his name, not yours, his brand. Not happy when you try to muddy his name. He's branded you. You now have his name. That's why you're not to take the what name? And fame. Time to go to work. Time to watch. Because you might lose your life. Because the watchman did not warn you. Ezekiel chapter 33 says, if the watchman does not warn the people when the enemy is coming and those people lose their life, that watchman is going to be held accountable. Now, if the watchman warns the fools, and they ignore, mock, laugh, as Noah did for 120 years and said, it's going to rain. That was an old gospel song. Remember that song? It's going to rain. It's going to rain. You better get ready. Better bear this in mind. God showed Noah a rainbow sign. Won't be water, but fire next time. Yeah, it's going to rain. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna rain. You better get ready. Better bear this in mind. God showed Noah a rainbow sign. Won't be water, but fire next time. See, I'm here to warn you about the fire. Water's gone. The fire's coming. And if you're too dumb to listen and adhere and heed the warning, the call, the cry of the crier in the center of the town. The enemy is coming. The enemy is coming. Or was it the British? And if you don't heed the warning, well, it's on your head when you lose your life. So God sends messengers to call you, to call you, to cry out, to shout John the Baptist, to stand in the middle of the road and wave their hands while you make fun of them. They look stupid, don't we? waving our hands, flailing our hands, jumping up and down, looking like a madman, because we have knowledge that you don't, or one that you don't want to believe, that the road is out ahead, and you're going to die. But you don't listen, because you don't value your life, really. You don't value your life. Is that why you support abortion? You don't even, you're so crazy, you brag about, scream about the right to kill a damn baby. No value of life. You hate your own life. Is that why you shoot up, knock up, inject up, drink up? Get cirrhosis of the liver from too much alcohol and nothing on your belly but alcohol? You're willing to kill yourself. You don't value life. You don't value a baby's life. You'll jump off of a cliff. And interestingly enough, 
What's wrong with suicide? It's homicide and theft. You're a thief to take the life of a baby. You do not have that right. You are a thief taking what is not yours to take. You are a thief when you shoot your neighbor and beat up a stranger to their bloodied. You are a thief when you kill your mother or your father. Then you steal what is not yours to steal. You have no right to their life. But you are a thief when you hang yourself in a closet or take sleeping pills and knock yourself out to get dead. Stealing your life is not yours to steal because you didn't give it to you. God gave you life, therefore it is his life. And it's on loan to you. You don't have the right to take it. He does. For the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is the Lord who gave you life. Give him credit. And it's the Lord who will take it. Give him blame. <laughs> You're a thief. Talking about killing yourself. You thief. Robbing God of his life. That's his life he gave you to keep charge of. A charge to keep I have and a God to glorify. You owe God an excuse, an explanation. You will give an account for taking the life that was not yours to take, including your own or the unborn or your neighbors. Because you refuse to hear the cry of the watchman that warned you what's coming around that corner to protect you is why I warn you, is why Rabbi Guy warns you. To protect you, to shield you. You're too dumb to get it. It's like a little impetulant child in the back of the car. Doesn't know why mommy and daddy is telling him that. You hate your mother and father. All they're doing is trying to protect your life. Or are they? Because last I looked, most parents today are killing their children. They do nothing. They sell their children out. They prostitute their children to anything but God. Put them on a baseball field, a football field, any kind of field and get their brains knocked between half crazy and a concussion. Have their bones break so daddy can be proud and get a trophy on the shot. Really? Who's watching? God's watching. And he's watching what you're doing to your children. <laughs> you're going to have to give an account. What you're doing to the children. What you're doing to the neighbors. What you're doing to yourself. You are going to give an account. People used to say, it doesn't matter as long as I just do it to myself. Oh, to who does it not matter? Because to God, yourself is not yourself, it's his self. He owns you. You were paid for, bought with a price. The breath you live comes from somewhere, not from you. So God is going to ask to give an account. A young man said to me today, he said, I don't have enough business. I want to work. I just hate sitting here. I'm sitting here for six or seven hours. I need to work. I'm alive when I'm working. Are you? Are you working for the Lord? Are you alive? Or are you enjoying being a zombie? But this man had an itch. He had an itch to do, an itch to produce. Something of value other than just sit. He said, I'm tired of waiting for business to come to me. I need to go out and get it. Go out and get your victory. Go out and get your reward. Go dig in that soil. Climb that tree. Cross that river. Endure. Go get it.
God said, go into the land and get it. I've given it to your hands. Don't wait for it to come to you. Go get it. Requires you to get up and do something. Get your work. Because there's work in my vineyard to do. It's time.